Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the lady to his tramp, Michael Howard. I can't wait to eat some pasta with you, bud. Mm, just just want to get all get all all up in that alley. It's, you yeah, know? you know, like eat nice little trash candle pasta. dinner, and then you know, we'll be looking different directions. And then, oh, uh-oh, smooch time. <laughs> so uh, I did not know that they made a, a live action remake of Lady and the Tramp. I know this is a recurring theme on this show that I refuse to believe that there was a like a live action Cinderella. I still actually have not yet seen proof that my sister wasn't <laughs> gaslighting me and that this movie exists. <laughs> I have seen one poster for the live quote, quote live action Lady in the Tramp. Um, well, so I believe it exists. So I remember it being like, you know, there's the there's the scene where they're eating the, the spaghetti. But what I forgot was that like they were served. By like the the maitre d seats them and right. then they're served by a waiter. Someone set up a very nice table in a trash alley. Yeah, and then for brought a dogs. nice a nice plate of spaghetti. And also, by the way, this must have been handmade pasta because again, the one noodle is ten miles long. <laughs> well, and it's from nineteen fifty five. Like in an Italian restaurant, like they must have been hand making some pasta, right? You're not throwing some Bertoli or what. <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah that's a sauce i think but yeah Bertoli? sure no there's like a rontoni 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 marzarni's anyways either way there's um it's it's an interesting scene to see in live action which i found on the internet also i'm gonna argue just generally speaking with a lot of these disney remakes completely unnecessary completely unnecessary and just Difficult because you put two dogs in front of a plate of spaghetti and meatballs, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, just eat one of these, though." See one, and then just smooch. Put your snoots together. And at the end, and like, I want you, dog, over here to nudge this last meatball to the other dog that's with just your a, nose. That's got to be a form of dog torture, right? Yeah. If that's you're gonna mean. remake these movies, do it like apparently they're doing Mulan and making her. Just a badass, and I mean, losing the talking dragon, which is a net negative, but like, you know, <laughs> do something cool with it. Yeah. Well, Michael, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Yeah. How are you? Good. Oh, I, I meant to wish you a uh, happy International Men's Day. Oh, thank you very much yeah. to you as well. And yeah. also an International Poop Day. It's n- National Toilet Day. Sorry, National me. Toilet Day. Please. <laughs> hey, I'm completely Sorry, it's a national. I forgot it was a national holiday, not an international holiday. Yeah, well, I mean, like, internationally, gotta, gotta, you know, give men their due. I think maybe just in the local sphere, we just know that one of the same. We're all just, just poop people. And that's, they're kind of related, right? Cause like, there's a lot of toilet people, a lot of toilet people on the man side. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's poop, there's poop people all over the place, but I will say I, um, I had to wake up very early this morning around like uh, five for work. So I was I was catching that sounds t- fucking terrible. It was bad. Um, but I <gasps> I was what? Hmm? sorry. No, what? 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 You had a revelation. Uh, I just I, I remember that it was your your earnings yeah. call day. Yep. And uh, once again, <laughs> I won because no one interrupted me live tweeting that thing. So thank God. Um, but I will say, so I was catching the tail end of the UK Twitter crowd, I think. And all of their International Men's Day posts were just very much like really positive messages about, hey, guys, focus on mental health. Like, suicide is the leading killer of men. Um, you know, like, 
today, like, let's, you know, let's focus on, you know, breaking down some toxic masculinity stuff. And my only one thought was that, oh, man, as soon as the rest of this country wakes up in like two to three hours, this discourse is going to go straight into the toilet, which is appropriate on national toilet. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, um, I did not realize, and that's on me, that um, that Movember has broadened its horizons into men's mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a good thing. Like, I, I think we've talked on this show a couple times. Like, I I personally go to see someone. Yeah. And it's awesome. And so, yeah, to anyone out there who's like thinking about it or thinking they might need it, just just do it. It really is. It's super easy and it's supportive environment. And, you know, it's not a, it's not a big deal. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that. Spend a couple hundred bucks on the front end and start a podcast with your buddy where you just talk about dicks and farts all day. And then at the end of it, you say, I love you to each other. And <laughs> that to me is pretty therapeutic as well. So, it really is. Uh, it's like we're our own therapists to each mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. which An I think works. And yeah. <laughs> so we do. We do analyzing mm-hmm. and we do therapy. Yep. It all works. Uh, it all works out. We're a new, an therapist of each other. A new start. <laughs> Michael, I feel like we're dancing around. I know we took the last week off because um, you you were cheating on me with other podcasts. I was. I went to see some some live podcasts um, at the Chicago Theater. Picked up I some can, tricks of the trade. Can only assume that our invite is coming to the Chicago Theater. Yep, very soon. Uh, but yeah, I was trying to you know scoping out the competition, maybe trying to steal some. Some goodness. Yeah. Did you figure out? I, I know I've seen those two podcasts as well. And the two lessons that I learned that like seems so important was one, be funny. Yes, that is mm, so important. And also to have your fans submit all of your content. That is very helpful. Man. Although I have noticed that like it seems like it's like a good dozen people at most that mm. submit almost everything. And you know what? Great. Good. So they're they're wonderful. So you're saying it's an economy of scale thing. We just <laughs> haven't hit that 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 listenership peak. We haven't really found our our groove. Honestly, you know what I think it is? We were talking to a friend earlier today, and she was like, "I would love to find your stories, but I am afraid of what I will find at the reaches of the internet, which is where you guys live." And I understand that completely cuz we've both seen some shit and like you know what? Just keep your eyes open. You don't have to go searching for it. For the love of God, please do not search for it. I can't advise that. And Can legally, I don't think it. it's advisable for me to say anything about it. But um, but every once in a while, you'll be reading a normal story and there will be a sidebar that will redirect you or even just a, t- a just a little snippet, a little taste. You don't even need to read the article. Just if it sounds like it might be tilt worthy, just send us just... The link without ever opening it. Well, I'll say this too. And actually, you know what? I'm going to bring up a story that I was going to say for our, our next show because I feel like this highlights what we're talking about. I think one of the favorite, and I mentioned this to our friend, uh, I think our best stories have come from like weird niche, not weird, but like niche interests that we are not aware of that have like some sort of drama or interesting story going on. Like my sister made me aware of the like, uh, romance novel infighting. Mm-hmm. Like, that was amazing. And I forget how it found its way onto my Twitter feed, but someone shared this tweet, and this was in early September, and I, I think I shared it with you, Michael, but we never, it never made it on the show. It's from Michelle Hotkin on Twitter. 
I don't know need who I don't sorry. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but a pair of orcas named Port and Starboard are roaming the high seas of South Africa in search of great white sharks to murder for their organs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are first question, are they uh stealing the organs for their own food to eat yes. the organs, or are they running some kind of weird orca like organ trafficking second ring? Quote. To be clear, great white sharks are actively now avoiding South Africa because two, count them, two orcas have been targeting them and, quote, extracting their livers with surgical precision to eat. They are the Hannibal Lecters of the ocean. The orcas, quote, knew exactly where the liver was located and sucked the organ out of the open wound. This is amazing. How? Um, wait, how did they, how did they make the open wound in the first place? Are they carrying shivs? So apparently, I mean, one, orcas are like, True born killers. They no, are. I, like, I know, but like they, they don't have like dolphins have the nose, right? They can, they can jam, like we've all seen Flipper. They can jam the shark right in the gills to, to really, you know, give it the, the business. But like orcas, they got, they got stubby faces. Right. So, so they're so, like biting a hole in the shark and then sucking out the liver? Uh, pretty much. So they know exactly where they are. So Fuck. they, they swim up. Stun the stun the great white by like ramming it as hard as they can, and like the great white just gets stunned, and then they know exactly where it is. And I'm trying to I'm trying to find the exact piece of the story, but um, do, 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 do. so yeah, they hit them right between the pectoral fins, stun the, the shark, and uh, sorry, but, but, I think so. Yeah, a great white liver, which is crucial for them remaining afloat, <laughs> is up to six hundred pounds of meat. What? Yes. Holy shit, wait, they have 600-pound livers? Yes. So, someone, one of the scientists equated it to basically eating foie gras. Because <laughs> these sharks are just <laughs> eating nonstop. Their, their livers are just full of good, fatty goodness. And these orcas are just like, yeah, I want those, please. Thank you. Okay. Next, next phase for the orcas is to bring other food to the Great White Area. They bring the food to them. They're like, oh, feast. Feast a nice loaf on our our riches. A nice loaf of bread. They bring they bring a seal with them. It's like okay, I'm gonna. T- <laughs> you're coming with me for later. I'm gonna wipe this big old shark liver on you. But apparently, so it was just two orcas, and they like no joke, scared off a crowd of 165 great white sharks. Like they left three months early because they found out about these two orcas that were around. How did? How did this even start, though? Like, did they accidentally eat a shark liver and just lost their fucking minds? Apparently so. Like, it was just, it just, apparently they've been doing it for about 20 years from what they, what they just can these tell. two orcas? Just these two, again, named Port and Starboard. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the Flotsam and Jetsam, the, uh, the eels from Little Mermaid, which yeah, I except those loved two were, those names. They were gr- very good names, but useless bastards. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they were worthless, but. These Great two again, names for worthless animals. They they basically said they have honed this to perfection where it's it's an almost scientific extraction of the liver. This is like almost surgical incision. And then they just eat the thing and then just leave the rest of the fucking shark to just float away. And then they do they bring their own fava beans and Chianti, though, That's is the, the important thing. I mean, you have I mean, it's hard to say, too. And it's weird. It's a weird line that we're they were kind of getting into. Well, I mean, I guess they're not eating other orcas, which is critically important. So they're not technically cannibals, but this is bordering on serial killer. Because like 
they're not they are just killing for a, a little snack they're not putting the whole shark to use yeah i mean I, you know foie gras is kind of, it's a terrible practice the way they get it by just like basically putting a tube into a duck's face and just shoving it full of food right um but, but this is all natural they, baby this but is at just least they eat the rest of the the duck normally like the, you don't just like let it float away after you steal it i'm liver. done with you duck have fun yeah. but um, your feathers will go into my pillow thank you all of some i mean it is the sea i'm sure other animals are feasting upon this dead shark yeah i mean i'm sure it doesn't go to quote-unquote waste but either way michael this is an example of a story that like normally would not be in my sphere of influence Mm-mm. also isn't dildos and butts and poop and dicks so like the, in the normal course of our research for this show would never appear on my timeline <laughs> but just i just so happened to follow a comedian whose husband is apparently a marine biologist and he talked about it and so she freaked out about it so it's always those like little touch points of things that are just like outside of our sphere of just like whoa that's fucking fantastic right yeah i mean we've come across stories about furries we uh we talked about we talked to, to a chair i did go f- I think I I sought out a story about furries. <laughs> we talked me. to a juggalo. I mean, it was cool as hell. Like those are the best story. Like, look, don't get me wrong. I love a good dick butt poop story, but I do. Yeah, you're right. I do enjoy those 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 little touches of humanity that exist kind of outside of our bubble. Yes. <laughs> okay, so apparently, sorry, I'm I'm now reading further down the Twitter thread. Yeah, so apparently they stun the great white and then flip it upside down to induce torpor because oh. they can't move upside. So and then they just go to work on the good liver. <laughs> great <laughs> workers are dicks, man. I I have heard that before. I have heard that before. It's it's crazy to me that that's the animal that SeaWorld was like. Yeah, no, this is our brand. The the most dickish animal in the entire ocean. Who just happens to, for some reason, not really want to eat us, probably because of our bones and no, and our livers are so small. Our livers are so, so small. We're, not, we're honestly not even worth the snack. Well, Michael, do you have any fun stories for me? I know we had a couple lined up. Okay. Yeah, no, I do know where I want to go. Speaking of the ocean. Okay. Speaking of the... So, we talked about this previously on this show. You sound pretty fired up. Yeah. I have been vindicated, okay? So, we've talked about before on this show how I don't like to go into weird bodies of water because I'm afraid something is going to swim up into my pee hole. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I told Rachel this when she wanted to go kayaking in Costa Rica. I was like, look, that's fine as long as I stay in the boat. because, But if water gets all up in here, I don't know. Like, something might swim up my pee hole. Because I read a story one time. Water gets all up in here in my bathing suit area. I read a story one time about how a there's a little fish in like the Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think it was where if you if you're peeing into the water, it will it will use that opportunity to swim up your pee stream directly into your pee hole. Right. And that was enough to terrify me about this happening. Well, story from yesterday. British man nearly dies after Parasite crawls into his penis and lays eggs. Vindication. I sent this to Rachel because she is always making fun of me for this fear. Has she responded? She has not responded. She is on the West Coast 
probably in the middle of meeting. She probably looked at her phone, saw the title of the article and was like, God damn it. Now I'm in this meeting and I'm reading about uh, parasite penises. With any luck, her phone is connected to her laptop and she was in presentation mode. <laughs> Which if she was, by the way, she gets exactly what she had coming to her. Yeah. Um, also, the guy's name was Michael. Man. I mean, come on, man. This is Bizarro Michael Howard just down in the Amazon. So where did this happen? It happened in Lake Malawi in Southeast Africa. Okay. The man, this happened in, uh, in, it actually happened in August of 2017, but he was on the holiday of a lifetime with his friends. Sure. He, they were swimming around in the lake. They were canoeing on Lake Malawi almost every day. When he got back to London, though, a couple months after his holiday, he began to lose feeling in both of his legs. So this is like a couple months afterwards. And again, like not where if they entered in your dick, they feel like they should like take up residence. Like you would notice you would notice dick adjacent like side effects first. You'd think you'd think. But he just began losing feeling in his legs. So he was like he was a cyclist. So he blamed it on cycling. He's like, oh, maybe, you know, I, I maybe something better buy a new seat. Maybe something, yeah, maybe something got hurt, or maybe the seat is cutting off circulation on my, <laughs> my sciatica. My, my taint circulation is yeah, of course. Um, but then they started getting worse, and he couldn't even walk up a flight of stairs, and he was like, all right, I need to go to the hospital. They gave him some antibiotics, kept getting worse, and he was like, look, I don't know what the hell's going on, but th- this sucks. So they did blood tests. They went to neurology. They did blood tests, and... They found out that his immune system was attacking his spine. That doesn't seem like a thing that it's like if your if your immune system if your body is is can can be hard coded to be like I'm gonna fuck that thing up the one thing I the two one of the two things I need to be able to do my good body business I'm gonna kill the spine I I don't like it anymore yeah it it does seem odd that that would be something that your body could attack. Right. Um, so he, they put him on six months of steroids. Here's my thing. I, you know, this is me not understanding anything about <laughs> science or how the body works. Well, that's fine because we literally had a conversation before the show where I said, wait, do you still do you still have something come out when you come if you've had a vasectomy? And I had mm-hmm. to look up the phrase, what happens when you come after you've had a vasectomy? And Lo and behold, it is not just a puff of air. And and weirdly, your phone and Rachel's Google searches are linked, so that popped up on her computer during the presentation too. And boy, howdy, she's fired. And like I think I think at a at a at a very base level, I knew the answer to that question. But when I actually started to think about how that would work, it I did not know, which is sad, I think. Because I, I have all of the stuff and I don't know like that's just sad, right? I think it just shoots out like little tic tacs. It's, it actually solidifies it it creates a, a a ball around the sperm and it shoots them out like tic tacs so then you can use it if you want later yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want it that's fine here's what i was gonna say and again this is me just not knowing how science works or how the body works or just biology in general but i do know one thing and it's that steroids make you stronger and i feel like pumping steroids into your body when you're trying to get rid of something that's killing you is just kind of exacerbating the problem like great the the parasitic worms were already attacking my spine now you want to make them stronger 
that does seem odd. They they treat a lot of things with steroids, and I mean, I guess it's because the antibiotics didn't work, so they knew it wasn't a um like a bacterial thing. Because I feel like yeah, the, I've seen House. I know you get you do, first you do the broad spectrum antibiotics, then it, then you rule out lupus, and then the one time it was lupus. But you know, first you do the broad spectrum anti- antibiotics, and then maybe some antifungals, and then there is a tick the whole time. Oh. Here's here's why they give them steroids. So it's very hard to see something that's that small. But if you let it bulk up on the roids, now so, you can see it. And critically, so okay, you get them, you get them swollen, angry, exactly. and then now that they're angry, you can really see them going to town on the spine. And I <laughs> I presume the balls again because they did crawl up in your dick. <laughs> You can see them get. You can see them get angry. They're easy to to just. They go into roid rage. They start just wreaking havoc. But you know what's easier to track them. And you know what, actually, and here's the thing too, Michael. He he actually says it early in his recovery. Once he was on the steroids, he had a terrible acne outbreak because of the steroids, and that probably also led to the parasites probably being really embarrassed. They got it kind of all worked up. They lashed out because they didn't want to take school pictures. It caused so. them to go. It caused the parasites to go through puberty. Yep. Uh, they started, they just got really interested in other, in other parasites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so much the spine up. anymore. One of them bought a Camaro for no reason. So weird. Well, Michael, I will say, I want to rewind real quick, because I also remember reading, uh, the article probably when I was like eight or nine about the, the, the little, it was a fish. I'm pretty sure a very small a fish. fish. Yes. In the Amazon that if you... <clears throat> I, I distinctly remember reading that, like, men in the Amazon, when they were peeing into the river, would, like, pee in spurts. So the fish thing would not have a, a continuous path to get up into your pee hole. Or, if you peed hard enough, the fish couldn't <laughs> swim up it. But and it doesn't matter time, how hard you're peeing. It's not, an, it's, not a, a, it's not a clean cut when you're peeing hard. There's going to be the end part. Right. But, so, at the time, I was very much into Choose Your Own Adventure books. And, like... I, I have probably made this up, but I do think that one of them did include this. <laughs> it, they couldn't possibly have included a parasite up your dick in a children's book. But to this day, I will contend that it did. But because it did, I think I had like daydreams that like this was a possibility. Of, should I ever get into a choose your own adventure sort of situation? So I can't quite say to this day that I do this, but I do sometimes bear down and pee harder just in case there is. Pee parasites swimming around in your anywhere. toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wherever, wherever I might be, <laughs> wherever, wherever pee parasites live. Yeah. To be honest, like I don't know. I will also say too, just parasites in general. We talked about this with uh, my sister-in-law being paranoid of brain parasites at like the freshwater springs in Florida. I do have one rule that I will never get into a still body of water that is more than eighty-five degrees warm. Because that's when parasites go. Yeah, that's I mean, the brain parasite shit, that's that's real. Here's the thing, like... Here's a question. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, there are stories all the time about people finding out they have weird shit in their ears. We mm-hmm. don't have we don't have a lot of open orifices on our bodies. The ears, things are found in the ears all the fucking time. The nose, you have to blow your nose all the time because there is constantly bacteria getting up in there and causing problems. You close your mouth when you're in, like, if something gets in there that's bad, it's bad for you. And Why I can sneeze out of my nose. Why are we not our other fucking orifices? I can sneeze out of my nose. I can fart out of my butt. <laughs> I only have one recourse with with the dick, 
And honestly, I don't have, you know, I sometimes need help with that one. I don't always have it. <laughs> like, you know what? It's it's an important, there's a lot of important stuff down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, not really that important to anyone else but me, but like, I'm a big fan. No, but it's like attached. Like I'm saying, like, if something gets up your butt, whatever, that's your small intestine. It's supposed to just dis- like dispose of shit. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, that's literally the whole point of it. So if like something gets up there, it's like, okay, cool. Now there's something else I got to get rid of. Have fun turning right back around. But See like you get up, you get up in there. It's there's there's stuff happening. <laughs> there's important things happening. Michael, important question. Mm-hmm. Would you rather dick parasite brain parasite? I mean, here's the question. Would I even know if I had a brain parasite if it was bad enough? I mean, if it just probably, took o- it just took me over like uh, like a like a horror movie, probably not until too late. That's a great point. Yeah, I would know immediately. Though. Actually, I wouldn't know immediately. Clearly, it took months. Well, the good part, Michael, though, they have to. This has to be a point in your favor. And again, really, an argument for no physical activity of any kind ever, because. <laughs> This guy, he probably delayed the diagnosis by months because he was like, oh, I'm a biker. It could be because my seat is pressing on my taint. If it's me and you, they're like, ah, probably dick parasite. <laughs> right away. <laughs> Jump right to it. I can't walk up the stairs? Dick parasite. Yeah, it 100%. Isn't that I haven't been working out. It is definitely the dick parasite. The one time I did any sort of physical activity outside, I did take a little dip in a like very warm pond. <laughs> so... <laughs> probably dig parasite and like yeah that checks out you've done nothing else okay yeah so i played video games and podcasts so that's about it so this this story is on the new zealand herald that i'm looking at and we haven't had a new zealand story in a while we this haven't but what what was a little confusing to me what kind of freaked me out for a second was there are the stories on the side on the right hand side and they definitely say 11.23 a.m. November 20th, 2019, and I was like, I looked down, and I looked up, and I looked at my phone, and I was like, that's in the fucking future, dude. But not in New Zealand. Right. Oh, so. right. Man. Right? Brain parasites. <laughs> I was like, shit, do I have a brain parasite? <laughs> so anyways, long story short, uh, he was in intense pain for a long time. He, uh, eventually they gave him something to kill all of the eggs that were fucking laid in his body. No. He couldn't sleep for a month because lying on his back hurt. He couldn't be under running water, so he had to shower, he had to shower his front instead because his back hurt so bad because it was attacking his fucking spinal cord. He couldn't use the toilet normally. Um. Yeah, welcome to the club, but Yeah, so... He almost died. And still two years later, he's still seeing effects from it. So what I'm saying is, watch out for them dick parasites. Watch the pee hole. Actually, you know what? I won't even gender it with dick parasites. Just watch your pee hole regardless. Yeah, pee pee hole parasites. Yeah, just keep an eye on that. There are lots of creatures out there that are trying to get all up in there. And I mean, honestly, Michael, I I know this, and I know how you're feeling. Like you, th- sure, this is a a you know public health announcement. Why are you most happy about this story? <laughs> because I was vindicated. I got to send this to Rachel and be like, "See, I was right. Things will fall get all up in your pee hole if you try to do any activities whatsoever."
Exactly. Just gonna pop that in there. I've been I've been <laughs> taking some voice lessons, so I'm gonna learn how to sing that song just so I can yell at it, Rachel when she comes home. I'm gonna learn how to use my dulcet tones to the utmost so I can yell in my wife's face as loud as I can. <laughs> so I, I, I quick aside, I went to take a voice lesson because I I've been doing improv and a lot of people I know do musical improv and I am I love karaoke, but I have to be shit faced to uh-huh, do it. 100%. And I don't ever think I sound good. And part of that is probably because once again, I'm shit faced. So I right. was like, look, I'm going to try to get more comfortable. I may, maybe I'm terrible and she'll tell me immediately when I get there. But she didn't. She said I had chocolatey tones in my oh. voice and my range is actually pretty good. Oh. And so I don't know if she's lying to me because she wants me to continue to take voice lessons, which if she is good on her because I'm going to. Yeah, uh, because confidence boost. Well done. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so. Michael, you do have some nice chocolate oh, tones. Thank you. I am the peanut butter tones to <laughs> to your chocolate. <laughs> it, the thing is, is like when you hear yourself on a recorded thing, whether it's singing or talking or whatever, you, I, I hate it. I feel like yeah. I, yeah, like I sound so nasally. I hate it so much. I mean, luckily, 123 episodes of this dumb show has gotten me used to my speaking voice. <laughs> I did weirdly record me singing one time. I was like, oh, no, that's the worst thing. And I'll never do that again. I'm glad I, I glad I tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael. Sorry, go ahead. I'll say the, the I will say that uh, warm ups for singing are some of the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my me, life. Me, 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 me. You like? That's all I got. There's one to teach you how to like, conti- like keep your your voice steady. You you blow bubbles in water with a straw. Okay. While you're humming, but you try to keep the you try to keep the bubbles steady, so it's not like while you change pitch, you're not changing the amount of air coming out or like holding your breath. Man, things have really changed since high school choir. I know. Anyways. What else you got? Um, I don't. We don't. I don't really want to talk too much. We don't have to, to drain the well on this one, but we need to talk about it just for. It's not quite the dick parasites, but it does get kind of get back to the roots of this show, you know, poop. Um, and speaking of international or National Toilet Day, it feels appropriate. This is from NBC New York on Twitter, but it was a woman in California. Headline reads, bucket of hot diarrhea poured on California woman in random attack. And I have a couple things here. Wait, wait. You mm-hmm. said bucket. I said bucket. Oh, hot. Hot, hot diarrhea. diarrhea. Which means one, one of two things. Either fresh or reheated. Or, or, or constantly heated. <laughs> <laughs> or <clears throat> also <clears throat> random attack. I don't care where you are, who you've been with, or like who you're around, what the source of the attack was. If you get a bucket of diarrhea poured on you, this is not random. You've done something. (laughs) You've either done something in this life or in a previous one. Whether you did it to the person, especially because you were there in their car, whether you did it to the person or like there is a god or if you just like kind of really pissed off whoever's running this particular sim simulation that we are living in this was not a random this was a targeted targeted attack 
Like, this to me feels like, again, we are living in the simulation and the teenager who's running our particular game tried to wall this woman up into a bathroom so she would die, but just re- actually, oops, it was just a bi- diarrhea bucket. So there is that. It was diarrhea, hot liquid. I was yes. soaked, and it was coming off my eyelashes and into my eyes, Van yeah, Tassel yeah, yeah, said. Yeah, I didn't want to get into the details of it. I really nope. just wanted to focus on the logistics Paramedics of- who came to treat me said there was so much of it on me that it looked like the man was saving it up for a month. Just a to month. give you a just a... a <laughs> just to give you a taste of how much this so again this is either one man for a month who just kept it in like a crock pot kind of situation just really going <laughs> or this woman was such a bad person that she pissed off 45 people who all just shit in a bucket at the same time and then they just collected it and threw it on her that is the only two 45 people shit in a bucket like i want to talk about what happens afterwards well, here's what happened afterwards. Well, first of all, she has to be tested for diseases for three. No, every three I mean months. like from a from a like after everything, all of the consequences come down on the person who did this. After all of the tests are done, I'm talking about from a mental standpoint. I mean, I'd never leave my house again. Would but also, you, you couldn't ever feel clean again, right? Ever again, specifically. And this is this is like a footnote in the article. But when she called the LAPD to report it, they didn't pick up or answer her phone, her phone call, which if I'm going to say this, I know there's a lot of reasons to not trust the police Uh, as a as a straight white man. I don't I don't have a lot of those reasons. But if I called the police after someone threw a bucket of hot diarrhea on me and they didn't pick up the phone. Or get back to me in any way, shape, or form. There is nothing in this world that, like, clearly crime does not matter. The law is broken, and I can do it. Like, I would go on such, I would become such a career criminal. I would go through such a life of crime in such a short, like, I would steal everything. Because cops don't matter. Now, to be fair, though. Everything. To be fair, how many people, how many millions of people are on Twitter and we're constantly being dumped on with hot diarrhea every day and we continue <laughs> to go on it? It's a great point. Every time you point. every time you turn on the news, what it's just nothing but buckets of hot diarrhea being thrown at you. Mm-hmm. That's Lieutenant Colonel buckets of hot diarrhea, please. Thank you. <laughs> so really, this is just just Twitter in a nutshell, I think. That's fair. Yeah. But again. Yeah, she so she does say, like, it was awful and it changed my life. I was like, yeah, I would really question a lot of things. I'll say this. I would never drive with my windows down ever again because no. apparently she was in her car. Oh, God, never it was did- in her car? I missed that part. Yeah, in Wait, her, her car. car she had a, the car clearly had to be lit on fire and sent off to the ocean, right? I, I mean, Michael, the ocean has enough poison dumped <laughs> in it already. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, I that is not a car. That's on the Carfax for one. I'll tell you that much. You can't. You can't sell it. <laughs> is that a is that a category on the Carfax though? They're like now, I'm going to be worried that any new car or any used car I go to buy, be like, was Let's there see, no water damage, no smoke damage, no oh, diarrhea? Oh, yes to diarrhea. Mm-hmm. How how Weird. much diarrhea damage were we talking? Yeah. Was it like yeah. somebody just didn't make it home, or like what are we talking about? Oh, someone poured a bucket of hot, hot diarrhea. Okay. The hot, the hot, the hot is the, that is the adjective that is just 
makes it so much and this, worse. Again, it implies a lot of premeditation. Yeah. And like, again, you're either saving it up or you had more people involved. And again, you had like paraphernalia. You had equipment. <laughs> like you had a real brewer's kit going. <laughs> I have a question. I probably don't want to answer it. What's up? I mean, I, th- I I know the answer to this for me, but like choices between being uh, having hot diarrhea, a bucket of hot diarrhea thrown on you or brain parasite <laughs> <laughs> or, or dick or, parasite or dick. Par- no, or like a like a literal act of violence on you, like somebody coming up and st- like stabbing you. I think I'd rather be stabbed. Right? I'd al- I'd also rather get a dick parasite because a dick parasite is random and just like oops, I was in the wrong pond at the wrong time and nature got the best of me. This is just the worst. <laughs> Cuz this is this is like emotional torment that you can't beyond the smell you can't wash out. Like you can't wash out this emotional just trauma for no like that allegedly happened for no reason apparent again, I don't I don't know the situation. Yeah. I am having a lot of, like, secondary emotional torment right now, and it's nothing to do with the story. It has everything to do with the um, the uh, poll that is currently up on NBCNewYork.com oh, no. in the What Do You Think section, and it's, <laughs> what's your favorite pie to have after Thanksgiving dinner? And it's just fruit-filled pie, fruit filled pie, cream pie, meringue, or meringue, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, sweet potato pie, and I'm just like, those are all just different forms of congealed diarrhea in pie form. <laughs> just, uh... Yeah, they should, they should definitely, because my, for the random poll question, I have, I have another one that is not related at all. Um, <laughs> to chill diarrhea pie? Right? <laughs> but like, I feel like there should be some kind of thing where it's like, Hey, this poll, sh- what should we put it next to? And you should be able to check off like, hey, and not anything having to do with diarrhea. The food yeah. poll, we should definitely not put put next to the diarrhea Anywhere story. near that one. Sorry. Should keep that one away. <laughs> well, Michael, what else you got for me this week, buddy? Actually, so I, I just reloaded the, the story just to see if I would get a new poll question. I've been doing that I've been doing like five times. What'd you get? So this one is, it actually leads into something that we... I uh that came out yesterday I think the South Dakota uh meth campaign yep yep the I'm on meth the, the meth I'm on it we're mm-hmm. on it is apparently the new South Dakota South Dakota paid I think like half a million dollars to some firm to come up with a uh a new slogan a new campaign about how they're trying to tackle the meth problem in South Dakota and this is what they came up with I kind of get so I, I I saw it and I read like a couple tweets about it. So this is a surface level analysis, but like on on the the surface of it, we're just like meth. I'm on it. We're on it. <laughs> like not great, but also it's like well, if you want to get people actually talking about meth and like the huge problem that it is, and like if that many people are on meth in in Montana, it's like. It's not the worst way to just, like, start a conversation about it. Yeah, and I mean, I get it. It's trying to show it, like, hey, you know, it could happen to anyone, right? Like, anyone can get addicted to it. You could be somebody you know. could be just... And I get the idea of, like, I'm on it or, like, we're on it. Like, we're on on the problem. Like, we're we're getting to it. Um, But, yeah, it kind of... Do you remember the episode of Friends where Joey uh, ends up doing a... He he takes some pictures for like a PSA 
or, or an ad or something ad campaign and it turns out that it's for vd and it's basically like he's the guy who has vd right yeah and like everyone sees it in the subway and then sees him and is like hey you're the guy with vd like that's basically like this campaign right like oh you're on meth like would you want your face attached to that in the i guess they don't have subways in south dakota but like the billboard well i will say too i mean like it's one of the like the what i saw from the thing was also it's like there was a, like a 55 year old farmer leaning against like his the fence of his ranch mm-hmm. and was like i'm on i'm on it it's like <laughs> it was like you know i think one of the things too is like to your point also very handsome actor man joey <laughs> might not expect for him to have vd or maybe you would but like it just also was like yeah maybe this guy does have vd <laughs> maybe i should know about it when i didn't think he did no, I mean, look, look, I get the idea behind the campaign. I'm just saying as so I don't know. I don't also, know. I wasn't allowed, again. I was not allowed to watch Friends mm, growing up, so I still point. have not seen any of it. Sorry. <laughs> um, every once in a while, I think about when I'm watching a movie or a TV show and it's especially like especially in a comedy where it's a maybe like a very special episode where they get serious. They do some drama. And like the I, one episode of Scrubs where Turk is like a Christian out of nowhere and like it's super <laughs> important to him. And like the next episode, he's just like talking. About <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's like sometimes I think about it and I was like, I think about it from the actor's perspective or the director of being like, OK, now I need you to like be really serious and like get really intense about this. I know we just literally did 100 episodes where we're just dunking on each other and laughing and joking and singing musicals. But now like. I need you to be super serial for a second. Super. I think that's one of those things like with sitcoms, especially that like shows like not like I think that it's kind of worn out, but like West Wing or like it's like with one like super like iron fisted like showrunner or someone who's writing everything as opposed to like the weekly serial comedies where just like. (laughs) I don't know, 19,000 people are writing this episode. It's just like, whatever fuck, whatever cool idea you guys have, let's just go fucking nuts with it. I also, I have inten- like just insane respect for the people who act in Marvel movies because there's some times where I'm, I'm watching this and I'm looking at them in their costumes. And like, sure, in the context of a Marvel movie where like that's the universe, sure, it perfectly makes sense that Vision is looks like he does and is having this conversation with uh the uh the witch scarlet witch scarlet witch they're having this conversation and it's very intense and heartfelt and like they love each other but then you think about it's like these two actors are sitting on set in a marvel movie and he is dressed like a like that and they have with like full makeup and she looks like she's just at like a punk rock show (laughs) and they have to like get really intense and have this conversation with each other with all his heart and they do it. They pull it off. Paul Bettany fucking kills it. But still, it's like the best is when you see like like Chris Evans as Captain America, who's in like the full suit because like mm-hmm. it's a, you know it's a just a, a one it's a big <laughs> war man onesie, so it's fine. But then like when he's in a scene with Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, who's like literally just like wearing shoulder pads <laughs> as Iron Man, but then just like. A weird, like, black and gray shirt and shorts. Like, like he clearly, it doesn't fucking matter because they're just going to CGI the suit on him anyway. So, you got your Captain America onesie and then Robert Downey Jr. in, like, football, like, red and gold football pads and just sunglasses. And then he's just having a great time. <laughs> or where anytime they have to interact with, um... Speaking of which, I'll be, you bring up Vision, though, Paul Bettany. 
that's a fucking raw deal for all the scenes he's in with like Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch because like from, I remember reading it took like eight and a half hours for him to get into makeup and then just she walks out after like I literally woke up like this yeah <laughs> Uh, what's the guy who does all of the, um, who was like Smeagol and does all of the- Oh, Andy Serkis. Andy yeah. Serkis. Anytime they have to interact with one of Andy Serkis's character and they're basically like just like petting Andy Serkis's head. <laughs> uh, anyways, I have, I have this fascination with just movie and TV making and like all the weird shit that goes behind it. Cause if you really think about it, it's so fucking weird. Movie magic, man. Yeah. I, it's funny you brought that up because um, some director today, I, I, I'm blanking on the movie. He, he directed a horror movie, um, but he basically said uh, that he would never direct a Marvel movie because of the costumes. <laughs> just, I, he yes, just, I saw that. So, like, he couldn't get it. Was over like, it was uh, like, yeah, Bong Joon-ho uh, yep. or how. I can't. Uh, I butchered that name. He just but, doesn't um, like cost the, the superhero just, costumes. He just said, I can't stand people wearing tight-fitting clothes. <laughs> So not just, I think it might not even be the costumes. It's just the fact that they are tight. He just can't get. I mean, I get it. I yeah, g- I guess. Michael, I do want to circle back real quick to um, the pie pole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I have the results of that poll because I took it because I was madly oh. curious. Um, what? So it was. What is your favorite? What's your favorite pie? pie to have after Thanksgiving dinner? Um, fruit filled pie, cream pie, meringue. Uh, pecan pie, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie, some other pie, or I don't eat pie. First of all, what percent of people do you think don't eat pie? Um, I mean, it should be zero, but I'm sure it's going to be something stupid like 15%. 8%. 8% are Cor- fucking idiots. Corollary question. Would you ever, would you consider cheesecake a pie? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I agree. I think it should be on here. Even though it's cheesecake, it's essentially pumpkin pie. But it's yeah, yeah like yeah. I mean, it's the same consistency of a pumpkin or sweet potato pie. It's is a pie just the, does it just have to have fruit? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you determine a pie, but like cheesecake is definitely not a cake. Yeah. Okay. So pumpkin pie, pecan pie, sweet potato pie, fruit filled pie, cream pie slash meringue, or some other pie. What do you think is is the the winner? So this is uh. Actually, what what would your answer be? That's critically important. Oh man, that's such a good question. Um, Weirdly, apple pie is not on this fucking said, list. I mean, it said fruit filled pie, so it's like yeah. apple cherry. Like I actually I th- am a big I think fan. Your of, answer- Sorry, go ahead. I'll say I'm a big fan of the strawberry rhubarb pie for a uh, for Thanksgiving. Oh, it's hello. delicious. Uh, it it's not something I think of having, but if it shows up, I'm like, oh yeah. I think. The answers to this question change drastically if you explicitly just say apple pie rather than fruit filled pie. I, I, yeah, I agree because apple pie is better than most other fruit filled pies. And I think to your to your point, you also would be like that could be like a cherry pie or whatever the fuck. Also, like when does a a pie become a cobbler? When does pie become a cobbler? Such a critical question. I was just about to ask that because peach cobbler, peach cobbler, I'll fuck with that. No problem. Yeah. Blueberry cobbler, hello. Yes. Um. Okay. So, Michael. These these very limited pie answers. What's your go-to? I mean, it's, I, I'm going to assume it's pumpkin pie just because it's Thanksgiving. Well, what is your, again? What is your answer? Well, my okay. Out of that pie, I, I would probably go with what were the choices again? Pumpkin, pecan, sweet potato, fruit filled, cream pie, some other pie. Does the cream pie in, include a cheesecake? Then, if it, it cre- if cream pie includes, it explicitly says meringue. 
So that would be like a key lime pie then? Yeah, get, ugh, bro, yeah, I guess. Key lime pie is amazing. What the fuck is wrong with you? It just, I don't know. Not for I don't Thanksgiving. Like mer- I don't like meringue and also not for Thanksgiving. Okay. No, thank you. Good. No, I don't like the meringue on it. I like, uh, oof. I'm, I'm going to go with a fruit, I'm going to go with fruit filled pie. Okay. As my okay. choice, if if cheesecake is not an option and if strawberry rhubarb is not on there, I went with pecan pie, th- with the number two answer with eighteen percent. Mm. Pumpkin pie number one with a bullet. Yeah, 43. yeah, yeah. Which I don't really right. like pumpkin pie. I'm not gonna it's lie. Not my favorite. Like I'm I gonna eat it. it because it's there and I'm a fatty. And, but and I didn't know that this was the case until Curtis, under duress. Let me have one slice of, I think, his grandma's recipe. <laughs> sweet potato pie? Sweet potato pie. Yes. And, like, he did not want to give me this pie. Nah. And also told me to my face how many, like, a number of times that I was lucky and he'd kill me <laughs> if I didn't like it. So I was like, okay. But very similar, like, you know, in terms of flavor and everything to a pumpkin pie. And way better. Way better. Like, infinitely better. Yeah, I mean, it's, it. so with a, for pies, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, there are certain pies that are going to be fine, no matter what they are. Like, an apple pie is going to be fine. A great apple pie is amazing, yes, but, like, a middle-of-the-road apple pie is... It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's like, be fine. a bad pie, pumpkin pie is fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, like, a good pumpkin pie is... Fine? That was food. Yeah, that was... Th- <laughs> okay. And so, like, I feel like there's some things where... You have to figure out what the top and bottom and middle are, and and you have to, depending on where you are for that Thanksgiving, you got to make a call as to like, all right, I'm just going to go with something safe. An apple pie is always safe. I'm going to say this, and this probably speaks like heavily to the fact that this is on like New York, NBCNewYork.com. And this is some real Nate Silver analysis, like (laughs) Nate Silver, Silver level analysis on this. So when they gave me the results... The uh, company that apparently powers the the poll is called Civic Science. And for some reason on this big pie answer, they decided that it was very important to be like, hey, here's a hot tip. Like another like correlated answer. People who prefer Coke over Pepsi are more likely to answer pecan pie. And I have to say, it was like, one, what kind of dangerous maniac prefers Pepsi over Coke? I mean, that's going to be a Georgia thing because Georgia is pecan pie. Like that is the thing. The South. Right, but. But also, Coke is the, like, leading soft... Okay, anyway. Yeah, but, but, but Coke is much more... So, Coke is much more popular in the South, which is where pecan pie would be popular. Perhaps. Perhaps. But it was also number two, 18%. The overall majority, or not majority, but uh, plurality? Plurality, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, preferred pumpkin pie. They're all liars, the, though. But I think the plurality also enjoys Coke over Pepsi. <laughs> I would say the majority prefers Coke over Pepsi if those are the two options. Yeah. Which would also be a plurality. I guess if there's two options, the majority and the plurality are kind of the same thing. <laughs> no, you got, you'll have a couple of, a couple of fans for Jolt and RC in there. <laughs> no matter what. Okay, so when I was younger, we used to get RC Cola all the time because there was this tiny little, like, it wasn't even a gas station because it didn't have gas, but it was like just the convenience store minus the gas station. But they had RC Cola for like 69 cents for a two liter, and we would get that all the time. So I thought RC Cola was pretty thick and fancy. Yeah. So we get some tab up in this bitch <laughs> for sure. Okay, Michael, I just got a new poll question. Uh oh. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Oh, that is an easy one. It is candied sweet potatoes. Okay, so sweet potatoes is the first option. Biscuits slash rolls, which I'm a big crescent roll mm. fan. 
mac and cheese, something else is the fourth option. Mashed potatoes and gravy, cranberry sauce, green bean casserole, no opinion slash other, which are not the same thing. No opinion slash other are not equivalent sure. answers for side dishes and then stuffing. Stuffing so or you, dressing? <laughs> that's an, uh, well, this, again, Michael, NBC New York, it's stuffing. There's no dressing. Uh, yeah, I mean, candied sweet potatoes and not like actual sweet potatoes where you boil the sweet potatoes, you cut them up, you put the butter, you put the, the syrup, you put the brown sugar. Not one of those, like, not that bullshit candy yam crap that no. Rachel oh, always tries to make. God, Rachel. Look, look, there, we have had many many thanksgivings where we have cooked probably half dozen maybe eight and every time we cook both candied yams and candied sweet potatoes which are delicious because Mm -hmm. rachel does not like the candied sweet potatoes and i refuse to eat fucking things out of a can for thanksgiving i mean i am not uh, first of all i will not shit on eating things out of a can for thanksgiving because whatever except wait wait except for can except for canned cranberry sauce yeah although i will say i made uh scratch cranberry sauce last year and that shit is dope they like did it, you put orange whoa. in it orange zest not just a little bit just a little bit not an overpowering amount not overpowering okay. just that's good perfect I'll take that. nice amount yeah um really really blows shit out of the water um okay so we answered sweet potatoes for that follow-up question and this is important. Have you ever gotten treatment from a physician or therapist for a mental health issue? Yes. Yes. But also, no, but I have needed that support or no, but I don't need that support. Um, man, these are some questions. Okay. What would delay or avoid you going to the doctor? I'm going to just say costs. Okay. <laughs> How important would you say your religious beliefs are to you? Not at all important. Goodbye. Okay. <sighs> Michael, what do you think the plurality of Americans and or respondents of 4,700 people Whoa, civic science coming out shooting f- hot fire with their their also ran answer here. Okay, number one side. Number one side. I'm going to say, ooh, so it was mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, stuffing. Mashed potatoes and gravy, green, bowl, green bean casserole, Fuck. cranberry sauce, biscuits and rolls, sweet potatoes, stuffing, mac and cheese, something else, no opinion slash other. I'm going to go again. I'm going to say people, the plurality said mac and cheese. That is no. Blessedly, only six percent of people said mac and stuffing? cheese. That is not a Thanksgiving side dish. It was stuffing. Yeah. Yes. Sweet potatoes were number three with ten percent. Mashed potatoes and gravy, twenty-two percent. Stuffing is okay. With stuffing again. Sweet potatoes are one of those things that's hard to screw up because it's just literally cooked sweet potatoes with syrup and butter and brown sugar and possibly marshmallows. You can't fuck that up. I don't trust people to make stuffing. Or dressing the right way. I trust my mom to make it. It's not. I just don't like it. That, I, I'll just straight up say I don't like stuffing. It depends. <laughs> so. Like I was saying, like it depends on where you go. Some people make great stuffing. Some people make shit stuffing that's full of celery and other crap. Yeah. First of all, take it cool it on the on the celery. <laughs> just in general. Just if you're you're thinking about putting celery in anything, cool it. And if you ever walk into a house and the person that made the stuffing is named Karen, there will be raisins in it, and then you do be. not eat that. And that's wrong. Listen, it's really just breadcrumbs and, and sausage. That's all I need. <laughs> just bake that shit. Thank you. Goodbye. God, I'm, you're getting me so hungry for Thanksgiving, and I'm actually not going to be around for that. I'm not going to have a Thanksgiving dinner or like a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. I'll be in what Thailand, kind of- so I'll be having some kind of uh, 
Thai Thanksgiving. Yeah, like Peking duck. Get some duck, man. Gonna, I mean, I, it, yeah, duck. I mean, it's going to be delicious whatever I eat. I'm just saying I'm not going to have the turkey stuffing mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes situation. The, the family fights over politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no man, because we haven't bad. traveled on Thanksgiving in so long. It has just been it has just been the Chicago family. Sounds for so many for several years in a row now. And it's been just mm, chef's kiss. Yeah, no, it sounds cool. I just I guess my invite got lost in the podcast mail. <laughs> Look, you you know that you have a standing <laughs> invite to Chicago literally anytime you want. Yeah, this one. So I didn't go home last Thanksgiving. I'm going home this week or this Thanksgiving. Um, going to be spending a full week with the old fam. Mm-hmm. And then my birthday's on Black Friday, which I have to work on. So it's going to be a whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, can you please... Please give Riley just a big old cuddle. And, My parents' new puppy, and Riley. Some, and some kisses. Yeah, I'll do that. My um, my hope and prayer, and because it's critically important because I have a trip the next week going to Jamaica for the whole week, and I was going to leave sore with my parents. But if uh, her and their puppy do not get along, which is highly likely, well, I guess Sora's coming to Jamaica with me. <laughs> She'll love that. She's my emotional support dog who wants nothing to do with me on the plane and doesn't want to be here. Would rather do anything else. Goodbye. Uh, Michael, you got any, any final stories for me? Uh, we, you know, we should, Michael, I think we should pour one out oh, for, a, yes. for a tilp legend who pour one out, take a sippy sip. Um, Michael, we've talked a lot. I don't think we've ever named his name because somehow I don't think his name was ever like actually immortalized in any of the articles we we have shared about the Dawson City Yukon Hotel, Dawson Hotel Sour Toe Cocktail Club, in which notoriously you take a shot of Canadian whiskey that contains a well-preserved frozen human toe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of which more than 96,000 fucking people have done a shot with this man's toe. Yeah. So, uh, Dick Stevenson. The legendary bartender who, I believe, originated this, um, invented the shot, passed away last week at the age of 89. Um, and, uh, R.I.P. You know? R.I.P. Um, you could drink it fast, you could drink it slow, but the lips have got to touch the toe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think un- we, we talked about this long, long ago, one of the first probably, like, I don't know, dozen, twenty episodes, and then we we revisited it when they almost ran out of toes. Well, so I think we talked about it in March of 2018. I forget the episode, but a former like Canadian Royal Marine lost some of his toes to frostbite while doing a Arctic Ultra Marathon, which is a fucking thing people do. <laughs> and so he donated the frostbitten toes to the hotel to increase their stock of toesies. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were down to like one or two toesies, and he gave he gave like three, so I think they were up to like five toesies. Right. Um. Well, Michael, they just got a a, a toe injection to their collection, <laughs> a hot toe because, injection. Because uh, he uh he did go ahead and uh before his sorry before he passed away, he did sign in his will to surrender six mummified toe. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Um. Sorry. He did donate all ten of his Aww. digits to the bar's collection. You know what? Here's the—I don't know if this will still be around when I finally pass, 
like many, many years from now, hopefully. Uh, but not too many, because I really do not want to be old. It sounds awful, but I don't nope. need those toes. Like, I, I want to be cremated anyway, so, like, they're just going to get a some mummified toes in the mail, mm-hmm. just like, hey, Godspeed, yep. and that's it. I mean, so I'm an organ donor. I, I'll donate. I'll donate my brain to science. Mm-hmm. I don't care what happens. Like, again, I don't care what happens at my funeral. I don't care what happens to my body. Like, Honestly, as long as I'm not like torn limb from limb by like in like a Lord of the Rings style like giant fight, <laughs> that's fine. Or if two, and honestly, you know what? If two T Rexes eat me and tear my body in half, great, great, fucking, that's that sounds super amazing. duper. Um, yeah, just send bits of me all over the place. <laughs> Whoever needs me, get me. You know what? So yeah, so Yukon Hotel, you have you have a pledge from personally from me that you mm-hmm. will get. As many toes as are left on my body when I pass. Mm-hmm. Which, who knows what's going to happen between now and six years from now. But you know what? <laughs> Maybe I grow extras. Yeah, hey. Who knows what's coming down the pipe, I'm just bud? saying, like, 30, 40 years from now, when the world is even more of a hellscape, and climate change has happened, and probably some kind of nuclear situation, like, maybe I've grown extra toes. And you can have those as well. Or frankly, now toes are my currency because oh, uh, yeah, you know mm. all the gold disappeared under like libertarians' beds, and it was you know we just can't get to it. So now it's just toes, <laughs> and I got ten of them. Everyone starts off with even currency, but you gotta you gotta spend them wisely. <laughs> it's actually it's actually a very socialist currency. Mm-hmm. Toes, you got Listen, ten. Even pl- even playing field. It's kind of like the you know in the land of the blind, the one I man is king. It's like. Okay, listen, we all got ten of them. What you want? What you what you what you want from them? What you want for them toes? Hmm. This we've kind of concocted a weird dystopian future where fetishists are just kind of like the kings of the wasteland, which I'm not really into. <laughs> That's a hmm, interesting though. Because to get foot picks, they would have to trade something of value, which in this wasteland we've concocted, it's toes are the it's... only thing of value. So they have to give up what they love most to get feet picks. Hmm. 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 Well, Michael, something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly something. <laughs> a lot a lot of questions left unanswered in this wasteland, Michael. <laughs> We'll have to. We're gonna have to figure out this wasteland economy of toes. Yeah, I really haven't figured out the plot to Fallout Five yet. But as soon as we do, <laughs> I'm on it. Well, Michael, um, you got any final final thoughts for me this week, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a promising giggle. <laughs> so this is a f my life. Today, somebody threw a sausage roll at my truck, but I ignored it because I was about to start a two day round trip. Six hours later, I stopped for coffee. (laughs) I actually saw that it wasn't a sausage roll. It was a massive dildo with a suction cup on the base. The suction cup had stuck the the massive dildo dildo to the door for six hours and 200 miles. Have my... Just the visual of somebody driving down the road with a massive dildo stuck to their door for 200 miles. That seems... I mean, I'm not... Up on the hold on suction cup dildo. Uh, I'm not really up on the like economy of scale with a suction cup dildo, but um, let me see. Adam and Eve. Okay, I mean like 
that's kind of an expensive prank to throw. That's between 20 and 30 bucks on just the... For the King Cock Suction Cup dildo from Adam and Eve, which is, quote, a good old American dildo, I mean, that's not a... If you're just throwing these things around willy-nilly just at random trucks, I'm honestly cheaper and better use of your time to just shit in a bucket for <laughs> days on end. <laughs> and keep it warm with a crockpot. Crockpots are pretty cheap nowadays. Crockpots are cheap. Yeah, that's a, the, a cheap and efficient way to keep all your diarrhea warm. <laughs> well, Michael, it's been lovely talking to you, buddy. Um, ugh, man, if everyone, if you like this show... I mean, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. You can also find out more information about our sister show, which should be a new episode out either this week or in the next couple of days of The Longest Days of Our Lives, a 24 fan cast in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of the hit show 24. Um, we are about eight or nine episodes through um, day three of that show, and it's just about to get really really good so uh we are committed to making more episodes of those as quickly as possible um with the holidays coming up but um we should have a, at least one or two episodes out in the next couple of weeks so if you like this one you'll almost certainly like that even if you've never seen 24 it's just a good old time and honestly it's just mostly us making fun of tom hanks um <laughs> michael how else can people help us out uh speaking of tom hanks he is about to come up with the or they're, they're about to come out with the uh mr rogers movie which yeah incredible Sexy Mr. Rogers, finally. We've been asking for it. Finally. Uh, you can help us out by finding us on your favorite podcast app by searching for Trends in Low Places and putting your mummified toe right on that subscribe button and giving <laughs> us a review uh, and a rating. That would be terrific. Thank you very much. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at TilpCast, T-I-L-P-Cast. And thank you to everyone who's been sending us stories and messages and um just uh you know talking to us because we're so lonely sometimes so lonely. i mean yeah so lonely and sad that's why we do this show uh every week when we can you can also help us out and help everyone out especially men's health by going to mobro.co slash kushtifer to donate specifically to michael cushing's just prodigious mustache that he has going I actually had to trim it. It was getting a little unruly. I mean, it looks so good, though. Thanks, man. It looks so yeah. good. I, I mean, I, I would not ask anyone to donate, but I will say, just in the spirit of November, uh, if you care about any dudes or any, actually, you know, anyone in your life, whether it's mental health or, you know, just general health in general, men's health in general, <laughs> men don't go to the doctor often enough. Uh, they don't talk about their health, especially mental health, so... If you feel like someone needs a, a good chatting to, ask them a question, go grab a beer with them, ask how they're feeling. Or if you're a guy, go see a doctor. Just whether, whatever kind of doctor it is, it's, you're probably overdue for one. You're probably, I once, you're probably I haven't been I went 12 years. <laughs> I once went 12 years without seeing a physician, and that shit's not healthy. So go to the doctor. Yes. With brain doctor, butt doctor, tummy doctor, just talk to a healthcare provider. Just any a nurse practitioner. Go, you know what? Chat up a nurse. A friend yeah. who happens to have gone to medical school. A friend who's a dentist. They're technically doctors and they won't shut up about it. Veterinarians. Mm -hmm. Next time they you're know taking your dog two. in or your cat, just be like, hey, uh, I have a thing. Weird growth. Please, Please don't you know actually that. do that. I'm sorry if any vets out there, I'm very sorry that I just said that. I, <laughs> I know you don't want know. people asking for growths. You know what? Hey, I got to say, uh, I know at least one listener to this show, <laughs> former roommate, who 
also a veterinarian. I haven't asked him personal health questions, but I have asked him Sora health questions that may have been encoded to be questions about my health. So <laughs> whatever. Well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. I love you. Love you too. Toodles. Toodles.